Bem-vindos ao Estudar Direito pelo Mundo, um podcast feito por mim, Klaus, com entrevistas e informações sobre como funciona estudar direito em diversas partes do mundo. Aqui você vai aprender sobre os requisitos para estudar direito em outros países, vai ouvir um pouco da experiência de outros estudantes e não se preocupe quando começar a ouvir eles falando em inglês, pois todas as partes têm tradução. Então convido vocês para ouvirem o episódio até o final e convidarem um amigo para ouvir também. Olá galera, boa tarde. Então, estamos aqui para mais uma live para falar um pouco sobre a experiência de estudar Direito em outro país. Hoje vou falar com o Alan, que vem da Croácia. E aí já vamos conversar um pouco para saber quais que são as diferenças de estudar inglês, de estudar Direito na Croácia e estudar Direito no Brasil. Então, já estou chamando aqui o Alan para começar. E aí a dinâmica funciona aqui, a gente vai conversando em inglês e aí é, entre uma pergunta e outra nós vamos, é, entre uma pergunta e outra então, né, aí eu vou fazer a tradução para português. Hello! Hi! So, it, it's so good to have you here today, Alan. Um, thank you, we are thank you for very excited to... <laughs> to I am learn very about. excited. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, we are, we are super looking forward to learning about law school in Croatia. And as I mentioned to you before, we, how it kind of works here or how I have been doing it the last few times is that we are going to talk a little bit in English and then I'll tr uh, we'll stop and, and I'll translate it to Portuguese or give a summary and then we'll come back to questions. So we'll try to keep it short so we can uh, get the best out of it, okay? Yeah. Nice, super good. All right, so first of all, uh, I was thinking, you know, uh, here in Brazil, when we finish our high school, we can already go into law school. We, we take the test to get into the university and we can go straight into law school. How does it work in Croatia? Can you go straight into law school? Yeah, so in Croatia, after you finish high school, you have uh, this exam, it's called Matura exam where you go to exams in uh, three, you have three obligatory exams, that is Croatian, maths, and uh, one foreign language. And after that, you just apply to law school, and that's it, it's very simple, actually. So after high okay. school, yeah. Okay, I'll just translate it to Portuguese, and then we can move on. Yeah. Então, na Croácia, para entrar na escola de Direito, na faculdade, depois do ensino médio, é tão simples quanto no Brasil, ou talvez um pouco mais. Ele falou que eles precisam fazer um teste de, cro de croata, né, da língua, e aí precisa fazer um teste de matemática e outro teste de alguma língua estrangeira. Então, parece que é, são bem menos matérias do que vestibular, né? E aí, depois, você aplica para a escola de Direito diretamente. Yeah, that, that is also actually really interesting, because here... When we want to go into university, it doesn't matter the field we want to go in, we have a, several different uh, sub, uh, topics that we need to take a test on, you know, so it, it includes even like chemi chemistry and physics, even though you're going to law school, we, we still need to take a test that requires all these different subjects that are normally the same subjects that we have during high school. So I really like that. I, I feel like it's um, simpler and it just makes more sense. Yeah, if I can add one more thing, uh, before 
few years we had in uh, Zagreb Law School, we had also uh, like an entrance exam. So you would have to pass like a certain exam on the faculty, which would also influence the if you were going to be accepted or not. But it was also not the most decisive factor. Uhum. Oh, interesting. Ok. Então, no passado, tinha que fazer um outro exame adicional antes de entrar na Universidade de Zagreb, que é onde ele estuda. Mas agora isso não é mais necessário. So, now you no longer need to do that. That was something in the past? Is that correct? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Então, não é algo que existe agora, né? Era no passado. Uhum. Ok. Well, um, here in law school, in Brazil, we have a specific amount of uh, subjects that we need to take. We are required to take. You know, so every law student finishes up law school with the same skills, uh, basically. We, we all learn the same subjects and we don't have uh, much of electives in most colleges. You, you know, even though we, we might have some elect electives that you can take on Saturday or something, um, most of classes are all mandatory. How does it work? Do you have uh, classes that you are required to take? Como, então, eu vou perguntar, né, como que funciona? Que no Brasil, a gente tem uma, uma, uma grade curricular para todas as pessoas, né? E aí eu tava perguntando se na Croácia eles têm mais eletivas, se as matérias são mais todas iguais, como que isso funciona? So, so here in our law school we have uh, so five years of studies. In the first four years you have only obligatory exams. So in in total you have in the first four years six exams per year and then in the fifth final year you can actually choose some uh, direction in which you want to finish your studies and then you can take some exams and subjects okay nice yes uh, here the, the only one i had that was an elective is sign language but this is specific for my college i live in a small town so bigger colleges normally have more electives than the smaller colleges like the one i study at então eu acabei de perguntar sobre a questão das eletivas e das é, das outras matérias, né, se são obrigatórias, como que funciona. Então, ele me explicou que nos primeiros quatro anos, né, então, são cinco anos também, como no Brasil, e nos quatro primeiro an primeiros anos, é, você tem que pegar todas as, as disciplinas das, da grade curricular normalmente, e aí no quinto ano você pode fazer um direcionamento melhor e escolher disciplinas eletivas, né, que são mais específicas do, da área ou do campo de atuação que você quer participar. Uh, and just so you know, in, here in Brazil, we have a five-year-long law school as well. So it's the same amount of time. Quite interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, and do you have a favorite class or subject? Well, actually, uh, I think uh, it changes over time when you learn something new. But I think so far, probably constitutional law was my favorite, yes. Ok. Acabei de perguntar qual que é a matéria favorita dele, né? Ele falou que direito constitucional... É a matéria favorita. That, that is quite nice. Uh, I, I'm enjoying a lot international law and human rights. Uh, I'm not sure about like employment and, and working with that, but I'm liking to study it and, yeah. and to learn about it. So much so that I started this project out of this uh, wanting to learn more about law overseas. Então, só acabei de falar que, que eu acho bem interessante também direito internacional, direitos humanos, né? São áreas que eu tenho me interessado muito e até isso que me levou à criação dessa página, né? All right. Um, so during college, do you have to take a clinic, pro bono hours, internships? Well, what is mandatory? Is there something that is mandatory other than just watching classes? So in our fifth year of studies, we actually have to take uh, like a practice. 
So it can be either a legal clinic or it can be replaced with an internship somewhere or it can be replaced with a competing in a moot court competition, for example. And that is credited mm -hmm. with uh, with 10, 10 ECTS points. Ok, nice, ok. Yeah. Então, eu acabei de perguntar se durante a faculdade né, é obrigatório ter algum tipo de estágio, se tem alguma coisa como horas de voluntariado, alguma coisa obrigatória nesse sentido. E ele falou que sim, tem, tem, tem isso, né? E aí, é, eles podem fazer algumas coisas diferentes, né? Ou eles podem fazer a clínica, ou eles podem também fazer algumas outras coisas como um estágio em algum outro lugar. É, então, essas seriam as coisas. E Matheus, com certeza, pode fazer pergunta sim. Seria uma, uma honra poder responder. Obrigado por por estar participando aqui. Oh, and and just so uh, we explain it to you as well here in in my college and I know that all colleges in Brazil do have a requirement for a an internship a mandatory internship that is provided by the university with a social idea and so it's normally made um, so that we can uh, access the community and and help them out you know so that's the the general idea of it. And here we we do it for two years. So we we break out our university five years into ten phases. So then four of those phases, which means like uh, four semesters, we take the the uh, legal practice clinic. That's what we call it here. So those are some of the things that we do here. Então, é, só estava falando né que aqui no Brasil também nós temos essa mesma questão de de fazer então, é, durante a faculdade, né, aqui nós temos por dois anos né, o núcleo de práticas jurídicas, e aí eu acho que isso pode ser adaptado dependendo da universidade, dependendo das horas que são feitas, né? No meu caso específico, na minha universidade, são quatro semestres de núcleo de práticas jurídicas. Well, um, it, it has been very nice to know so much about Croatian uh, law studies, you know? And, and I was thinking, uh, after you finish law school, do you have a test to become a lawyer after you graduate or how, how does that work? So after you finish, you don't instantly become like a lawyer. You become a legal practitioner. So you can, in order to become a lawyer, you have to pass this bar exam. And uh, this takes, you, you need to first take practice for one year and a half in practice of law. And after that, you have to take the bar exam and then you're a full lawyer. Yeah. Ok, nice. Então, depois de terminar a faculdade de Direito, tem que praticar Direito por um ano e meio, e aí depois de praticar esse é, Direito por um ano e meio, que você pode fazer o exame do, do BAR, né, que seria o correspondente à OAB aqui, e então você pode se tornar um advogado. That is awesome, you know, here in Brazil, we can, we can take the BAR exam while we are still in college, on the last year of college, you know. And... Então, uh, I'm just going to translate it and then we have a question, ok? Um, yeah. Então, é, assim como aqui no Brasil, né, nós, eles também têm um exame da OAB, mas aí nós, é, lá eles têm que fazer ainda um ano e meio de práticas jurídicas para depois fazer. É, somebody just asked, how long does it take to finish law school in Croatia? And it's, it's five years. He has answered yes. that already. Thank you so much. Um, então, acabaram de perguntar, né, são cinco anos para terminar a escola de Direito, e aqui uma outra pergunta do Matheus, que fala, During the law school in Croatia, do you have any mandatory courses that teach advocacy skills, like petitioning, dra uh, petition drafting, cases, simulations, mute courts? What do you say? Então, uh, o Matheus acabou de perguntar, né, é, se durante a escola de Direito na Croácia, se você tem alguma, alguma matéria obrigatória 
que ensina você sobre habilidades da advocacia, né? Como fazer petições, simulações de casos. So, uh, actually, we don't have any mandatory course on that, but there is plenty of opportunities that are given to students that want to engage in that way and they can activate themselves in, in this way. Uhum. Então, a resposta para o Matheus, né, não tem é, uma matéria obrigatória que ensina habilidades da advocacia, mas existem muitas oportunidades para aqueles que têm o desejo de aprender sobre isso, para que eles possam é, se interar nessas atividades, né? Awesome, that, that's great. Yeah, I see some, uh, I, I see what could be some of your friends here saying that it might take a decade or two. <laughs> I love that, yeah, super funny. Então, alguém acabou de comentar aqui, é, algum dos amigos da Croácia, do Alan, é, dizendo que talvez leve 10 anos ou mais para se formar em Direito, né, com uma piada. <laughs> that is absolutely funny. And maybe, uh, would you like to share with us a little bit about uh, the role that you play at ELSA and, and what is this organization of law students, law schools, you know? Então, eu, eu pedi também, ele é presidente de uma, de uma associação chamada ELSA da Croácia, que, que é uma associação de estudantes de direito, e eu estou pedindo o que, 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 que faz, o que, que é essa organização, então, para a gente aprender um pouco mais. Yeah, okay, so uh, ELSA is the biggest organization of law students in the whole of Europe and we have over 70,000 members so far on over 350 law faculties in Europe. In uh, Croatia, we are currently visible at four law faculties and there is only four law faculties in Croatia. And this is actually, we have a lot of projects in which we try to engage with students in these ways they don't receive these things in their mandatory uh, education. So, for example, like these mood courts and the different workshops and everything that is not provided by this formal education, we try to give that to students through non-formal education. Awesome. Então, a ELSA é uma é, organização que está em toda a Europa, né, com diversas universidades, então, e dentro da Croácia, especificamente, está dentro de quatro universidades, e só existem quatro universidades que têm faculdade de Direito lá, como ele explicou, e aí é, a ELSA oferece para essas pessoas isso, então, essas, é, a ELSA oferece, então, tipos de cursos, oportunidades para práticas, coisas que não são ensinadas lá é, no, no mandatory curriculum, no, na grade curricular obrigatória, que, que são coisas né, obrigatórias, mas sim ensinam coisas é, que não estão lá, mas que são necessárias também para os, os futuros advogados ou, enfim, para os estudantes de direito em geral. I, I hope I, I did a good job translating it, because it, yeah. it was a lot, but it, it's, it's very nice to have such an organization. Uh, we don't, I, I'm not aware that we have something like ELSA here in Brazil, so... I think it's it's quite interesting. It. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> I know, right? Eu falei que eu acho que a gente não tem nenhuma associação é, nacional de estudantes de direito ou alguma coisa assim. Eu não, não tenho conhecimento se isso existe, né? É, mas é, ele falou que eu posso começar isso, então, né? I'm sorry about the dogs barking. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> well, um, maybe, is there anything else that you'd like to share about, you know, studying law? I, I, I just... Now, uh, how does it work? What can you dress for law school? What can you use in order, like, what can you wear? What can you not wear? Because here in Brazil, sometimes we'll see law students wearing, like, tank tops, shorts, and flip-flops. And I know that it's a, it's a bit different in other countries. 
Então, eu estou perguntando sobre o código, a etiqueta de vestimento, né? É, aqui no Brasil, a gente pode ir para a faculdade de Direito, geralmente, como quiser, né? Pelo menos eu não conheço nenhuma universidade que obriga, alguma coisa especial. Mas eu comentei até que aqui na nossa universidade tem pessoas que usam é, shorts e chinelo, isso não é um problema nenhum, né? E, e agora, como que é na Croácia, né? Yeah, so basically there is not so many strict rules about this fashion uh, styling of yours on on uh, going to law faculty, but uh, you shouldn't, and it's very it's not uh, recommended to wear shorts or uh, like short clothes and stuff like that because then you would probably be expelled from class or usually if you come like that. Okay, and and would be the, it would that be something that the like the college requires, or would it depend on the teacher, on the professor? Well, well, it's not it's not prescribed anywhere that you have to wear like this or that. So there is no regulation, but it's like, let's say, uh, normal. Uh, there are some certain standards how to you know behave when you are at faculty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, like common sense, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> então, é, então, na verdade, na Croácia também não tem uma regra estrita ou específica sobre a vestimenta, né? Mas ele falou que não é uma boa ideia usar shorts ou roupas curtas. Geralmente você pode ser expulso da classe por, por é, usar esse tipo de roupa, se você estivesse usando né, uma roupa muito curta ou alguma coisa assim, ou usar shorts. Então não é uma boa ideia. E aí eu pedi se isso é uma questão assim obrigatória da universidade ou se é o, o, cada professor pode fazer a sua norma. E aí ele só falou que, é, como isso não está escrito em nenhum lugar, né, é só uma questão de, de common sense, né, de é, senso comum, que as pessoas podem escolher fazer o que elas quiserem, mas isso não é recomendado, não é normal e as pessoas não fazem isso. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. That, that was quite funny. Um, yeah. And... and Let me think of something else. Like, is there something else that you'd be maybe curious about how how it works here in Brazil? Well, I'm I'm actually quite surprised that it is very similar to Croatian law studies, like uh, the ways your mandatory courses are and the length of uh, your law school. But uh, I'm just interested uh, how so how many how many law faculties do you have in Brazil? I expect very a lot, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know the answer exactly. I don't know the exact answer, but they, they say something like there is, there was a research a couple of years ago that says that like, um, I, I think maybe 10, I'm not sure if it was three or 10, um, students would graduate per hour in Brazil oh, <laughs> out wow. of law school. So there, there are very many. There, there are a lot of, of law schools, colleges, teaching law. Então ele acabou de perguntar quantas faculdades de direito tem no Brasil. Eu falei que eu não, não sei a resposta para isso. Mas é, que, que houve um estudo algum tempo atrás, eu não tenho agora o um número certinho, mas que talvez tem três ou dez é, pessoas formadas em direito por hora. Eu não me lembro exatamente o número. Se alguém souber e quiser colocar aí, eu, eu já falo. And that, that is awesome, you know. Um, yeah, I didn't stop to to look at the numbers beforehand, but but I'll certainly send you. And oh, Felipe Great. just sent here. He said that there is there are more law law students like graduated in law here than the the sum amount of the entire <laughs> world. <laughs> That's interesting. Tem mais but, que somando o mundo todo. <laughs> yeah, if I can ask maybe one more thing. For example, uh, maybe yeah. to be clear for uh, people in Brazil. So 
education, higher education in Croatia is generally free. So, and all okay. the law faculties are public. So I don't know uh, how is it okay. in uh, Brazil. Nice, good, good question. Então ele acabou de falar que as faculdades de direito na Croácia são gratuitas, são fundadas pelo governo e ele perguntou como que isso acontece aqui no Brasil. So, we, we do have different uh, ways, we have public and private universities here, and you can choose which one you want to go, and if you want to go to a public one, you need to take these tests that I mentioned after high school that require you uh, to have a very good score in in these public universities, you have to, to have a really good grade in order to get in. You, you need to score very high on those tests in order to get in because it's not easy. It's, it's a lot of uh, different people trying to, to get into law school in a public university. So it's, it's a lot harder. And for other people who go to a private university, they have a couple of different options. They can, they can pen for, pay for it. They can have a government loan for it, you can also try to apply for different kinds of scholarships. Então, ele acabou de comentar que na Croácia, né, as universidades são públicas, gratuitas, né, as quatro que existem no país todo. E aí, eu acabei de explicar que no Brasil tem universidades é, privadas, universidades pagas, é, públicas e privadas. E aí, você pode escolher qual que você quer ir e também depende da sua nota no vestibular. And there's another question here, so yeah. from Mateus. Said, do you have disciplines that teach how to implement technology in advocacy and law practice? Okay, yeah, so that's a nice question. We actually have a mandatory course in our second year of studies, which is called IT law, basically, if I translate it to English. Wow. So uh, wow. it, it, uh, it talks about, uh, you know, how, how uh, technology and IT is used in uh, law. And we have also many non-obligatory non exams in our final years that also deal with this issue. Wow, that, that is surprising, that is awesome, you know, and I think that's super necessary more and more. Yes. Então, o Matheus acabou de perguntar se na Croácia eles já estudam alguma coisa relacionada a direito e tecnologia, né? Ou como que essas é, duas matérias se conectam também por lá. E sim, eles têm uma matéria obrigatória no segundo ano já falando sobre isso, que seria IT Law, então seria tipo direito da tecnologia, direito é, da computação, talvez alguma coisa nesse sentido. E, e então um, uma matéria obrigatória falando sobre isso, né? Enquanto aqui talvez seja algo mais que um curso que você faça separado, alguma coisa nesse sentido. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely interesting and, and very important in the world we live nowadays. I think that's that's really important. And well, that's that's a great question from Claudia now. How are studies running with the the COVID pandemic? Well, uh, actually, at the moment we don't have any subject because it's it's summer uh, vacation, you know. So usually we don't have. But uh, in the period before the summer holidays, uh, the the classes were all online and the exams were all online. So. It was actually very easy to transfer to this digital uh, environment. Yeah. Ok, nice. É, então a Cláudia acabou de perguntar como que estão as aulas acontecendo com a pandemia do Covid. Obrigado, Cláudia, pela pergunta. E ele acabou de falar só que, que as aulas, é, enquanto estavam acontecendo, estavam online, mas agora eles estão nas férias de verão, então não está tendo aula. Mas quando as aulas estavam acontecendo, elas estavam sendo online e, e as provas também estavam sendo online. Yeah, it, it, there were some, uh, it was a bit of a rough, rough transition here as well, uh, but, but it, it, 
you know, uh, it wasn't too bad. So some of the public universities did not have classes at all. So the wow. students kind of like lost this semester. But happily, in my university, they, they decided not to stop. So we continued having uh, classes online during the, the, the lockdown period that we had here. And to this day, we, we just got back to school about two weeks ago. And we are having uh, school online as well right now. Então, eu acabei só de compartilhar que aqui a gente está tendo universidade online ainda, né? Que, que a gente teve no primeiro semestre, durante o lockdown. É, acabamos de voltar das férias também com aulas online, né? And, and as you probably heard, Brazil is uh, ranking as the second uh, biggest number of, yes. of contaminated and, and dead people mm -hmm, due to COVID. So we just hit uh, 100,000 people that... that died because of it so it, it's a really rough time yeah it, it's a lot of people uh, i just saw some people sharing a couple of data and statistics saying that that we just uh, lost more people than when bom atomic bombs were were thrown in japan for example so it, it's it's yeah. quite rough and sad you know it's it's father's day today here in brazil and uh, lots of people are, are not really celebrating because they Lots of people, you know, uh, lost. Oh, another great question from Claudia, you know. Um, Croatia has common law or civil law? Like, wh which one do you consider yeah. your your country to be in? And are there many laws in your country? Or do you do, you do like more of a summarized code? How does it work? Yeah, so uh, we have civil law. And uh, we don't have the system of precedent. So any any there are no decisions from judges that are binding to other cases so it is oh wow civil law. yes and uh, okay okay i think we have actually a lot of laws so for like every branch of something there is a law on this yeah so there is a lot of legislation okay. yes okay but i so think here... it is very systematic good okay so here we have a lot of laws but but also um we, we do use you know this system of common law uh, regarding you know uh, a, a decision can be used to help another case and they try to use one decision you know in in analogy to the other então eu acabei de perguntar né a Cláudia acabou de perguntar se eles são common law ou civil law então são civil law e ainda lá é, o, o, as decisões que um juiz faz não não se tornam obrigatórias para os próximos né eles não criam essa jurisprudência essa precedência de, de julgamentos, mas sim é, volta-se sempre para o livro, né, para o que está escrito na, na lei e também tem muitas leis lá para cada uma das, das áreas do direito. Yeah, thank you so much. That that was a great question, Claudia. Uh, I'm I'm glad you uh, allowed me not to lose the opportunity to ask about this because it's a very very important topic and and very interesting. Well, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share or that you'd like to know? Well, I think we covered a lot, but uh, I don't know. I think uh, what what I would like to share, there was this joke uh, they told uh, that it takes a decade or two to finish law school. Well, actually, maybe it's a fun fact. The average time it takes a law student here in my faculty to finish law school is seven and a half years. So Ooh. it's a bit it's a bit more than these five years because they are very I mean it's very hard I mean law school is hard so there is very strict criteria on all of the exams so yeah that 
that is maybe a fun fact. Ok, então só uma curiosidade é que às vezes, é, embora dure apenas cinco anos para fazer faculdade de Direito, né? Mas como a faculdade é muito difícil, né? Uma universidade que, é, que demanda demais nos testes e nos seus critérios, é bem comum e a, e a média dos estudantes é ficarem sete anos e meio na universidade e não se graduar dentro daqueles cinco anos. So, so you do like seven and a half years, and then if you want to become a lawyer, an attorney, you do like a year and a half more after that. Yes, yes, of practice, wow. yes. Okay. Yes. Uh -huh. Então, depois de sete anos e meio de universidade, caso você demore né, tudo isso, você ainda fica mais um ano e meio para praticar como advogado, para daí depois poder fazer o exame da OAB e aí poder se tornar um advogado mesmo. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting, you know. Um, last week I just had the chance to talk with somebody from South Africa, and it it also they also have this time extra, you know. So I feel like you you can become a lawyer uh, way like younger here in Brazil, because you know we can finish law school in this five years. It's very common for people to finish in five years, and then yeah. while you are still in the last semester of school, you can already take the bar exam. So it, it's a lot. Very um, yeah. yeah, I feel like you can you can get into it uh, with a little more ease since you don't have to have all this uh, practice before becoming an actual lawyer. Então, só falei sobre a minha opinião de que eu acho que a gente pode é, se tornar advogado um pouco mais cedo aqui no Brasil, já que a gente termina em cinco anos. É bem comum terminar a faculdade na no, no semestre correto ali. E ainda a gente não precisa ter um tempo de prática depois, né? A gente já pode fazer o exame da OAB logo quando está no, no último semestre da universidade ou né, logo depois que, se, que faz a graduação. Yes, Alan, so thank you so much for, for uh, you know, sharing all your knowledge and time with us today. And also I'm looking forward to visit, visiting Zagreb and, and getting to, to know a little bit more of your city, maybe visiting your college campus. And, I hope you have a, a fantastic Sunday and we'll keep in touch. Yeah, thank you very much. I also welcome you to come here and uh, I think uh, that you will uh, really love our city and I hope to visit sometime uh, you and your law faculty in Brazil. Definitely. You, you are very welcome to come to Brazil and visit us as well. It would be a pleasure to host you here. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Então, muito obrigado né, ao Alan por ter participado. Muito obrigado para todo mundo que ficou aqui também. E essa semana, né, espero conseguir algum amigo para vir todas as semanas poder falar um pouco sobre o direito em outros lugares do Brasil e em outros lugares do mundo. E obrigado a todos vocês que ficaram aí também para assistir essa live. E espero que vocês estejam gostando da página e tenham um ótimo domingo, né, um feliz dia dos pais para todos os pais e até mais. Tchau, tchau.